Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. But now, the long wait is over. Joining us on the Roman guest line is our favorite handicapper of March Madness, except for Ryan Horvath and Trista Crick. It is our guy. Ken Barkley of You Better You Bet here on the BetQL Network. Ken Barkley, thank you so much for joining the show. How are you, sir? I'm good, guys. That was like a tour de force, like three minutes there for me. That was pretty good. We got like Trista's Uber Eats thing in there. Got like a bunch of score references with kind of like some inside jokes. We got Corpus Crispy, who I'm also on tonight. Go Crispy. Let's go. Love those guys. Have the money line going Corpus right Crispy now. Corpus Crispy Creams. They call them. Love them. Love it. I mean, just makes me like the school even more if we're going to make that association. Love everything about it. So, See. yeah, good to be with you guys. And like one of the best times of the year, obviously. So much going on college hoops-wise. We're just getting started. Ken, we have to roll out the red carpet when you're in town, brother. So I'm trusting and believe the carpet's been in the closet. <laughs> we took it out. We dusted it off. We beat it with a, with a, with a broom and we vacuumed it off. And now we're ready Too to walk you in, Ken. Yeah. Um, Ken, I got to ask you. So you're you're one of the best at this, and I can't really describe what I mean, but I'm going to describe what I mean, if that makes sense. So you are able to take different points in times in a season where it may be maybe the crowd and the, the fans of the game overvalue something, and then you put it into perspective in the long run. And I think in March Madness, that's the key here. We're just coming off the conference tournaments and the conference championships. So a lot of people are really – they're really looking at the recency. The recency bias is real. Yeah. How do you handle going into this March Madness with all these teams that just pretty much put their talent on display at the highest level, and then how do I fill out my bracket and not take them to beat all these other teams that I maybe have never seen in my life? I mean, it's tough, right? Like, you, you want to – we all just watched four days of really good college basketball, a really fun college basketball where, like, how are you not going to watch four days and think Tennessee's awesome. Right. How are you going to not watch four days and think Iowa is going to go to the final four? Like, how are you going to, how are you going to not going to watch four days and think Duke sucks? Like, yeah. how are you going to do any of those things? Right. Like it's just where well, these are ingrained in our memory. Like it's literally the definition of They've been sucking. Bias. Duke's like, been sucking all year though. Let's be honest. <laughs> right, that's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. And then the, that Corpus Crispy going with the, our, our Duke takes. Uh, mm-hmm. So the, the idea of like, okay, like the thing I just witnessed that I remember the most, like that's, going to be really powerful obviously in guiding my decision making i would just remind people um first of all the winner of the conference tournaments is not at all predictive of who wins the national championship um that we've had a ton of national championship winners that did not win their conference tournament in fact i think six of the last seven uh didn't win their conference tournament i think it's like sub 50 percent last three decades basically for winners of their conference so it just if they won their conference tournament, great. And again, congratulations to them. Doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean they can't win, but just doesn't mean anything. So, like, don't worry about it if you're picking a team that didn't win their conference championship. And then the last thing, and this is something I looked at a little bit more this morning, teams that uh, basically, like, if you say, okay, they were, like, the fifth best team all year, but in the last three weeks, they're the best team, or they were the 20th best team all year, but in the last three weeks, they were the fifth best team. Like, they got way better from February 15th on, so the last month basically of games teams that make a rapid improvement over that period of time are amazing fades to go far in the tournament. So like if a team put itself in an elite tier over the last two weeks, just based on those performances, and we think they're probably awesome because we just saw it. um, Those teams almost never make the final four and they absolutely never win the national championship. Basically no one's ever won the national championship by like being just okay and getting hot in the final couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. So that would be bad news for 
Tennessee would be the first team to ever improve that much. Tennessee is the best team in the country since February 15th. That would be uh, an outlier if they were to make a deep tournament run. Iowa is the second best team in the country since February 15th. That would be an outlier. St. Mary's is the top six team the last month. That would be an outlier for them to make a deep tournament run. These are teams that are probably going to be overvalued. Now we need to see the individual markets. Um, But yeah, just some kind of advice to start out with like, understand that you probably like a team too much, not you, but just anybody. You like a team too much because you probably just watched them play really well, and that's kind of fool's gold a little bit. Yeah, and the two teams I really like, San Francisco and Murray State, of course, meet and pretty much a pick them. But I wanted Don't to you pick hate when that happens. Yeah, sucks, yeah. By the way, and then the yeah. other one, Houston Ken, want... and Illinois for me. Houston and Illinois. Oh. I have futures on both of them. Yeah, and they're going to play two days into the tournament, and it's like awesome. I get to like get the lighter out already I know. for one ticket. Two. Days. I mean, unbelievable. I know. And then same thing with like Chattanooga, I kind of like, but I hate him in that matchup against Illinois. Um, what, what are your thoughts on this Vermont Arkansas game? Because I feel like Vermont's going to be a very uh, public and popular pick. And I kind of liked them, and I didn't really understand the number. I thought it was, like, way too low, but I kind of liked them. And uh, I hear everybody likes them, and that scares me away a little bit. I don't want to overreact to what I saw last weekend, man, but Arkansas looked terrible. Your thoughts on that game, and then just, like, any, um, any like, dogs that you're staying away from. Like, another popular one, Akron against UCLA, and then uh, San Diego State, I guess, if you're going to consider them a dog against Providence. I mean, they're two-and-a-half-point dogs. Yeah, I, I do like Akron. I know a lot of people like Akron. Yeah, I also same, like Akron. I don't here. think they're going to win the game, but uh, man, that's a big number for a game like that. So uh, so I think what's going to dictate my decision-making, the good news is, even if I like a team, don't like a team, like you mentioned you like Chattanooga, right? You just brought yeah. that up. You like Chattanooga, but you hate the matchup, and you probably hate the number, too, to be honest, because it's Illinois, and it's, they're a monster, and it's a big point spread. So like, it's okay, to, it's okay to like a team going into Selection Sunday, and then when you see the matchup, you're like, nah, never mind. Like, I'm good. Like, I'm, like I liked that team, but that's not for me. Like I like Murray state a lot. Now they draw San Francisco and they're favored. Yeah. Uh, no, thanks. I'm good. San Francisco is really good. That's a terrible matchup for Murray state. Um, same thing. I like Chattanooga also. Now they draw Illinois who I think like could go to the national title game. They're that good. Now nah, I'm good. Not going to bet Chattanooga anymore. So just, you gotta, you gotta kind of play the hand that you get dealt basically Arkansas, Vermont to answer your first question. I, I think the number is too small. I like Vermont a lot. Like, I think Vermont's an awesome team. They're one of the best teams in the country in the last month or so. Uh, they beat every team in their conference by 900 points in the conference tournament. But, like, is beating UMBC by 30 predictive of how you play against an SEC team with, like, crazy different athletes with a coach that went to the Elite Eight last year? Arkansas is really balanced offense-defense-wise. That's usually a strong predictor. So, like, Vermont could have drawn some teams. Where I would love Vermont. Yeah. And I'd pick them to win, probably. But they didn't draw one here. Like, it's just a bad draw. And the number is incredible. The number implies that if you like Vermont, you almost think they have to win, basically. In order to, like, where's the – I just don't see any value in betting that side. So, I'm, I'm trying to wait as long as possible and bet Arkansas, basically, it's Four and a half was available yesterday. Yeah. So it's not like some multi-unit bet for me or whatever, but it just, if Vermont had drawn somebody else, would have bet them. Uh, I'm going to bet Arkansas in the game. Uh, dog to stay away from. I mean, I I don't know. Like Chattanooga, I guess would be the other answer to yeah. that question. Like I know a lot of people like them, probably going to pass that game. Nothing else comes to mind of like popular underdog picks, I guess. Um, and then there's a couple that I'm on myself. So, yeah, I think that's probably where I would stop in terms of just, like, dogs I'm not on. Really quickly, like, what are your thoughts on, like, if you like Akron, right, and you don't trust the 13 because then you go into the second half, and how many times have we been burned this year by, like, a team down 11 still fouling with 30 seconds to go? You know, Like 500, like 500 times. What are your thoughts on, like, some of these first half spreads with some of these dogs? You know, where they come out, they're, like, extra motivated, they're juiced up with the crowd, and then they kind of fade away in the second half because they're not as talented and athletic. Um, Any, like... Any spots where you like that, maybe taking like the first half with some of these dogs with the big numbers? 
Well, so it's an interesting thought, right? Like the idea that the crowd plays into the game in a big way. Yeah. It's like a neutral site. We've seen that in the history of the tournament. So uh, you're not, I'm not saying you're wrong with that analysis. I just, I have no evidence that one is better than the other, right? So, like, maybe first half's good, and I'm sure there's some data to support that. There almost has to be, right, um, with how the end games work in college basketball. I just I just don't know the answer, so I don't have any data that says first half's better than full game. Um, I think one good way to mitigate risk, if you just like a team in a game, but a half unit on the first half, but a half unit on the full game, like, kind of just get – it's basically just a way to kind of, like, mitigate some of the risk that you're taking by betting. If the team's good for part of the game, you still can still obviously walk away um, with your money back, basically. So, But in terms of which one's better, uh, not really a strong opinion for me ken we've talked all year about gonzaga in arizona and now all of a sudden they're the most public uh bet to win it all either arizona or gonzaga for them to match up uh in in the championship game how does that sort of change your opinion if at all and like are there anybody who you've like seen in now with the brackets coming out that you think has a more favorable path than you did before so i think that's a really good question because i think like it's tough, right? If we're talking about betting, then like it's sort of like I have to see something that the market doesn't see in terms of rating the teams. If we're just talking about a bracket, like just picking a winner, which I think a lot of people obviously like mo- more people like to do that than anything, then you know, yeah, I'm probably I'm probably picking Gonzaga to win. They're the most likely team by a mile. Um, I don't really want to. I can get contrarian with their opponent because I think Arizona's as good as Kansas who's only slightly better than Villanova. And, like, we can get really cute with who's on the other side and get contrarian, but I'd pick Gonzaga to win if I was just filling out, like, one bracket and had to pick a winner. Uh, I'll tell you a team that they didn't get an easier draw. They got a tougher draw, and now I think there's value on them. Nobody likes Duke right now, like nobody. And I, I even based on our, our earlier part of this conversation, where you're like, Duke, Duke, Duke what was it? Duke sucked for a while. Was that Duke has sucked for a while now. Yeah. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they, they, uh, their prices have gone way up because they're in a region with Gonzaga and with Texas Tech, who's really good too. Um, and they haven't looked very good for the last few years. But remember what we said. We said the last few weeks don't matter a whole lot when we're trying to figure out who's going to be really good in the NCAA tournament. You actually want to avoid the team that's gotten really, really hot recently. That's certainly not Duke. Um, five to one to win the region. I think they'll be a favorite over Texas Tech if we get to the game. They beat Gonzaga on a neutral already this season in a game where Bancaro had cramps, foul trouble, didn't play almost in the second half. They still beat Gonzaga in that game. Definitely not worried about a rematch if we get there. And I get five to one to win the region. So like I went to like my I have family that went to Carolina. I've cheered for Carolina my whole life. I can still understand that like five to one might be a little crazy just because of how I think the market's going to treat Duke kind of when we get to the end game. So Duke did not get an easier pass, but that's kind of my answer to your question. Just a valuable bet that maybe has been created. Can I love that as well. I was just thinking that on the ride in everybody I listen to hates Duke. And I'm like, you know what? I hate Duke too, but now I kind of love him because everybody hates him. Can right. before we get you out of here, uh, your final four picks really quickly. Oh man. Good question. Let me get, let me get the bracket out real quick. Okay. I know you got a thousand uh, of them laying right. around over there. I got, yeah, just, it's just, just, stacks on stacks of just pieces of printer paper um so the uh my final four we just did the bracket on the show today i actually have three number two seeds so duke kentucky and villanova mm-hmm. and then kansas uh is my final four Love gonzaga that. or duke are interchangeable in the final or in, the, in that region like don't care about either one could be either one uh duke kansas in the final and duke winning the national championship could put kansas in there too and like wouldn't really bat an eyelash whatsoever two kind of coin flip situations there Ken Barkley told the people, everybody hates it except for me. I love Duke, and he's putting him in his Final Four, actually, to win it all. Ken, thank you so much for joining the show. Can't wait to have you back on soon, and uh, have a happy and profitable March. Sounds good. Good luck tonight, guys. That's our guy, Ken Barkley, joining us on the Roman Guest Line. You know how he got Duke? I know how he got Duke as the championship winner.
He had the BetQL March Madness tool. Yeah, I said it. Yep, I said it. he went to BetQL.com, checked out the March Madness tool, and now he lands on Duke as his champion. Not going to lie. I do like his theory. I do like his analysis that, hey, everybody hates Duke. This is the time to buy stock now. I, I do support that. Don't support it enough to put them as the champions when it's all said and done. No shot. But that's Ken Barkley, and his bracket is, is purposeful. He doesn't want it to look like ours because that's not how you make money. No, that's that's not, right. how you, not how you have a that's perfect right. bracket. 